Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Shall we, gents? Yes, we shall. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Back again, as we are, 52 weeks of the year, 8 seasons and counting, nearly chalked off the season number 9 at this point, we're, we're in the home straight. And uh, yeah, thank you, we're in the Rugby Dungeon, I'm Tim, that's JB. Hello Tim. In his Sail Sharks vest. Yes. That is Phil. Hello Tim. And that Canterbury hoodie from all those years ago. Old school this, yeah. Canterbury used to like us, eh? My one, <laughs> my one of those has lasted very well as, as well. Yeah, it's still in good nick actually. It is, it is. And uh, yeah, we're in the Rugby Dungeon. Um, uh, have you been busy putting more jerseys on soundproof uh, boxes? I have, I've got a couple more, but uh, yeah, I'm about 40 short I'd say. That, that, France, yeah. that France jersey makes me think, what player does that France jersey make you Damian think of? Damien Trey. Yeah, I was going to say Jujon. I was going to say. Wrong? I was going to say. Same. I was going to say Sebastian Chabal. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah, and um, Serge Betson as well. And Michelac. Yeah, and Michelac. Michelac's played in so many over so many years. He looked best in that one though. That was a good team. That was the it's a great team. team. For, that, that was, was French team, wasn't it? 2007. That was a French World Cup team. Was it 2011. In 2007. That was 2011. That was I think seven. Whichever World Cup it was that France played at home. That was that one. Because, if you remember, Sebastian Chabal said, we are in France, you speak French. Yeah. And that oh, was yeah, you're right. in the team. Although they beat... Um, no. They, they beat New Zealand, not at home. Because they did it in, in the Cardiff. Principality That's Stadium. That's right. And I, went to, and I went to watch that. Millennium yeah. at the time. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, Yashvili must have been in that team as well. Yashvili? Yeah, I think he was. He might not have been starting, because no. it was... Elisaud. Uh, uh, oh. John-Baptiste Elisaud would have started. Um... I'm pretty sure Yashvili was not in the team. He's around, but he wasn't. I don't think he was in that team. Let's have a look. Let's get up the team, the, the France team that beat New Zealand October 2007. Well, we, we, we can we can tick <laughs> off uh, Dusatois in the back row with Aaron Ordeke. Would he have been around? No, no. no. Aaron Ordeke would have been around. Yeah. Du, so Dusatois, obviously, because he made a hundred thousand tackles. Yeah. Let's just stop a second. Let's Fabian Palou in the second row. No, 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 no. Far, far too late on. Palouche was playing. No, he was. Yeah, was he really? He yeah. was. Would it have been Peter de Villiers? At, uh, <laughs> it was. Loose head prop or tight head prop? Sorry, tight head prop. Which year is this? Two thousand seven. Oh. I would go. Who's the guy that went wow. on uh, that played at Wasps? Um, you, e- e- uh, Hooker. Ibanez. Ibanez. Hooker. Correct. Yes. Okay, we're dialed in a bit now. Uh, I can't think of the loose head or the other second row, unless Chabal. Unless Chabal was the other second row. Uh, it wasn't Chabal. It's, it's a chap who Pascal did... Pascal No. Um, he, he did partner Palouse a lot. Albus, whatever his name is. Albus something. Albusetti, something like that. Oh, no, he's Albusetti. Yeah, not Albusetti. Oh, you're thinking of uh, Abdul Benazi. No, no. That would be Abdul no. uh, Benazi. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's an Alberson one. I can't remember his name. Okay, I don't know. Uh, who, uh, who was it? Tion. Oh, Jerome Tion. The backs, I reckon, are. Uh, yeah, so, sorry, just to finish up, Aaron Alderkey, I'm sure he would have played either off the bench or he started. He was on the bench. He was. So they had. His. Um, how many is that? Oh, um, seven, seven bench. Julian, Julian Bonaire? Bonaire. Bonaire Very started. Good. Yeah, Bonaire Very started good. at number eight. Uh, yep, that sounds about right. Very um, good. The seven. So you've got this. You've got. Doucetois. I think Betson's done by then. Maybe it's Betson. It was Betson. There we go. Betson, Doucetois, Bonaire was the back row with Aaron Ordecky and and you've already mentioned him, Chabal, on the bench. So then you've got... He was a loose head then because I can't think of him. Is it someone we would know or should Uh, we? You'll know the name but... Which team? It's tough. France. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thought you'd get me back Uh, with Abdel Benazi. He played, played... Bourgoyne, most of his rugby. Oh, uh, and he finished his career at Stade Francais. Did he break his leg skiing? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Is it? I to, mean, that, that would be incredibly niche that you it, don't, don't uh, know the guy's name, but you know. In 2003, he had surgery on his ankle. It doesn't say what the cause was. No, no, I tell you why it's not him, because he didn't miss the. No, Yannick Brew was a hawker from Gloucester. It's not him, it is. It's not. It's not something like the California, no, because he'd have, he'd been done. Gone. What's it? Get that mic up to your face. What, what's his first name? Olivier. Azam. No, because he's no, a hooker. No hooker. Uh, no. Olivier. No, I don't know. I don't know. Milud. Oh, Milud. Oh, I wouldn't have got God that. Damn it. Wouldn't have yeah, got so, that is tough. So Elisard, Michelac, Josian. I think Damian Tri might, so, might have played at fifteen. So Elisard started at nine. Michelac started on the bench. As uh, scrum so half Merc- cover. Oh, so that means it must be what's his face? Um, Gerald Merceron? Uh No, 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 no. Uh, it's the guy that um, is he the like real boring m- economic yes. ten? What's his name? I think David Screller. I think he's still playing. No, not Screller. No. There's another no, no, one. No. Yeah, no. Well, oh. he, he, say boring metronomic. He's a great kicker. Oh yeah, fantastic. Great, great kicker of the ball. Oh, I can, vi- I can uh, picture Boxies. it now. Bra- yes, yeah, Boxies. Boxies. Is he still playing? I'm sure. He's no, still- he was at Leon two years ago. Okay. And then, in fact, so centres with Josion have been around. Josion was was there because he scored a try. Josion started at twelve, but the thirteen is Florian Fritz. Incorrect. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, it's not. It's not Damian. Damian tried played fifteen, right? Correct. So yes, Vasson Claire would be on one wing. Yes, and then it would be the other winger. I, I love the other winger. Poitrinot. Poitrinot was on the bench. Yeah, two, two outside backs. No, I think it's too early for Uge. Um, oh, just what's his name? It, I, I can see him now. It's a little short fella. Yeah, he's quite um, squat. I know exactly who it is. I, I can't work out the thirteen. Who's the thirteen? He played. It's quite squat. He played played a lot of Toulouse with um, Vincent Clerc and Poitrino. In the what, the, Poitrano the, the is an incredibly handsome man. I, I know, yeah. I know the guy as well. I, He's I, like the opposite. Poitrano was like lithe and agile, whereas this winger was short and squat, but a great runner. What, what was his first name? Cedric. Cedric um, Haymans. Yes. Amor. 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 Yeah. Uh, I, can't, I can't think of the, th- the thir- uh, 13. 13. Uh, played quite a bit for France. Uh, I think. Did he play for Clermont? I want to say. I could be wrong with that. Got no, 
don't know. It's not, it's not Tony Moore. This is your dream start to a podcast. No, P- isn't Perpignan. It, Jay? Perpignan, he played for. I've got no idea. David. David, David, David. Marty. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Damn it. How um, disappointing. I think you've got. Everyone. The, the only Pathetic. the only other one you've not got so there was in the back line they picked Michelac so in the back line on the bench back cover they picked Michelac and then they picked two outside backs as cover because presumably because Try was playing at 15 so he could move into the centre if necessary and they picked you've mentioned Poitrano and the other one the other outside back who was on the bench who is famous oh, and this oh, must oh, be oh oh uh, Wolverine guy must be Ma- right. Maxi- no, Maxi Medar wouldn't have been around then. It's probably not. Years ago, he's not far off. Actually, yeah, I don't think it's. Don't think it's uh, Fifteen years ago now. Yeah. Um, this is, must have been right at the end of his career. He must have been about thirty-five. Dominici. Dominici. Wow. Yes. All right. So, um, there we go. Eight minutes in. This is what you wanted to hear, isn't it? Oh, I reckon <laughs> we do that. Do you reckon we, we do two thousand and three? Do, do you reckon we should pivot and just make this uh, the, the Six Nations pod? It just fits in a bit nicer. We could just chalk that one off. Yeah. Come on then. Yeah, so so we're doing two podcasts in your feed, and if you appreciate the fact, not only are we there for you every single Monday morning, 52 weeks of the year, we don't take a week off for any reason, we're always there for you, sometimes with multiple pods, as is the case this week, where we'll be doing a domestic podcast, and this one, uh, the Six Nations. We're in a fallow week, but there's plenty to talk about still, not least, uh, France 2007. <laughs> yeah, there you go. seven of the first eight minutes spent discussing the France <laughs> 2007 uh, World Cup quarterfinal team. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so uh, first story to to talk about with oh yeah. So if you appreciate us, uh, the one th- when one way you can help us is just by hitting subscribe. Another way is by. Um, uh, do you know one thing I found out about? Go on, I'm interested. There, there are people who buy listeners. How podcasts? How I can't name who does this, but there's there's one quite prominent. James Haskell. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a prominent podcast. Jim, is it Jim? Which I'll tell you afterwards later. I'm going to ask him. Buy buy listeners. How do we buy them? I don't know. I'll buy so them. presumably it's just you getting a, you a load to. of people to download and play. No, uh, you, no, you, I've you seen pay it. a company. Yeah, you pay a company an amount basically per listener or per thousand listeners, and people do the same with Instagram. There, there are people whose whole Instagram accounts are bought, likes, oh my God. and shares. It's and... all over, isn't it? I'm not. T- <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Those boys don't need to. No but, chance. But it, it's a Neither thing. It's a thing. And a very high-profile person, not in the rugby arena, I found out does this, and uh, it, it's a case of fake it till you make it because they've managed to get some very, very high-profile people on their podcast off the back of completely faking it. Well, this has been going on for a while. Actually, I've seen a video of. Basically, a bank of phones which you all download in the podcast. Wow! And they do it in like you know Indonesia or somewhere. Mm. But yeah, it's like a huge bank of old smartphones, and they all start downloading the podcast. Download, play, fact, skip. So, skip so if you have, a, so what I was going to say is, if you if you appreciate the podcast and you have a troll farm, yeah, just yeah. set it to work. <laughs> well, look, if, if you've got some old phones that you don't need, send them to us, and uh, <laughs> where we go. Uh, so yeah, that's hitting subscribe is one way. Uh, Downloading it multiple times from a troll farm is another way. Uh, equally, you can tell your mates. Uh, you can uh, support us at patreon.com forward slash egg chasers as well. Thank you very much for uh, listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, first story, uh, the, the, the South Africa to the Six Nations thing has been bubbling away and tie that in with do Italy justify their place. That, that whole melting pot came together this week 
I don't know what prompted them to do it. I presume it's lots of chatter about it, but it was the um, announcement from Sanzar that New, Ze- New Zealand, that South Africa, have signed on until twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five for the rugby championship so they've got a time limited um agreement for them being right. playing in the rugby championship so that led some people to go two and two equals five and say oh that must mean after that point they're joining the six nations which prompted the six nations to make an official statement saying now they didn't say south africa will not join they said in very sort of like politicians do when when the politicians talked about various uh restrictions and stuff they they were never going to bring it we have no plans yeah exactly we have no no plans no plans and no ongoing conversations around south africa joining which is which is a different thing from saying this will not happen it's important to point out yeah now it's there's a couple of sides of this because obviously since two or three years ago um when cvc bought one seventh of the commercial rights of the six nations there has been and will be a slightly different slant to everything because it's not necessarily about history and the teams and the benefit. It's all about what is the most lucrative deal on the table. Um, and there is there are benefits from that side of things to getting South Africa in. 55 million population, rugby mad, lots of, um, well, broadcast and other media opportunities in South Africa. Plus, they are a very good team and they're a very big draw, multiple-time, three-time World Cup winners. So, on paper, from that side of things, it ticks boxes. Whether it's what people want will actually almost um, be be second nature if it is going to be more lucrative at the end of the day. Yeah, I think, as normal, many things can be true at once. Italy do not deserve a place at the top table. But they are here now, and therefore we have to keep them. I don't agree with promotion relegation, Six Nations. I don't agree with expanding it. I don't. I might get on board with reducing it, but you know that's as far as I'd go. Now they're here; they've got to stay. And the reason I say that is because how many times do we need to see the same thing happen over and over again? Look at every competition that's messed around with its format, and look how successful it is. It's a disaster. So Super Rugby, which was a great competition once upon a time. Mm. Is a disaster. Well, Super Super Rugby has been twelve teams, fifteen teams, seventeen teams, yeah, and is now down to ten. I want to say in Super Rugby uh, Pacific, it was a wonderful competition at at one point. And the more you make it difficult for people to understand, and the more you divvy up the leagues and you know put conferences in and whatnot, the worse it gets. Now you can work with the conference if indeed those conferences stay consistent for decades, but you can't change it every three or four years. Mm. URC, there is another absolute disaster of a league. Constantly ah, the Rainbow Cup was amazing. The Rainbow Cup was amazing, actually. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and they're flying over South Africa, they've got two conferences, like people struggle. I mean, there are hardcore URC fans that would be who, who would disagree with me, but you know, I think the figures speak for, speak for themselves. Super League, that's another one. Super League has basically the greatest game on earth on display and nobody can understand what happens in the playoffs and they continually <laughs> change it. They have the club call, they have the everything. Cl- the, the playoffs is so opaque. Isn't there's, it? Eight teams with multiple different rounds. Yeah. Sometimes there's promotion, other times there's not promotion. Yeah. And then you look at all the successful sports which don't mess around with their format. Uh, I guess 
I guess the exception to this would be the American teams who have had, I say American sports, sorry, like the NFL, who have had expansions, but it's been done very gradually. And I don't think they've had an expansion for something like maybe 15 years now. And the the moving and playing games in Europe or Mexico, as they're going to do next year as well, is has is, is been, as you say, very gradual with full transparency. Yeah. That, like, that's one thing. In fact, we'll talk about it on the Premiership podcast. We've had some fantastic emails this week. That's another way you can get in touch with us. Contact chases at gmail.com. Some fantastic emails. And uh, one pointing to the NFL and how they uh, they have a whole section on the NFL website where you where they break down with full transparency and actually make it really interesting how they arrive at their fixture hey, yeah, schedule cool, isn't it? every season. And it's uh, I re- I read it thinking, God, this is going to be a, a bit of a slog. Well, I'm in. Oh, this sounds cool. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, just uh, to correct a point I mentioned before, I said um, I questioned are there ten teams in Super Rugby Pacific? There are not. There are twelve. Five, five New Zealand, five Australia, plus, which is quite exciting, Fiji, Drura, and Moana Pacifica. There we go. Those, those are two good opportunities and pathways. Agreed. I, I know, but everyone talks about pathways. I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely <laughs> sick of it. They just need a competition that works for them because rugby in Australia is on its horse, and I'm not sure that Drura and a Pacifica are going to help. And I listen to the nonsense that's spoken about relegation, promotion from Six Nations to the Rugby Europe Championship. And these people aren't, don't seem to be understanding what that actually means. So, for instance, if we talk Georgia and replaced Italy with Georgia. How about, because this is what I would favour, a playoff? No, absolutely not. So, so, so you're not going to get a Georgia side coming up that is significantly poorer than an Italian side? That's not my problem. My problem is, what is it saying to those other teams below? So, yeah, Georgia is replaced by Italy they sort of swap around, presuming it is Italy and it's not Scotland. Mm. You know, it, it could, could, it could have been Wales. a few times over, be, the, over the last 20 years. You know, there are all sorts of per- permutations here. So you know, if you lost a big union, that'd be a disaster. Um, for a year. For a year, but then they come and, back up and they chance everyone. But then think about premiership relegation. How many times, if you applied that same logic, would you go, oh, it's a disaster? How many times have we seen a team go down and come back up and win the premiership? Northampton, Northampton, Northampton and Queens, Queens. probably Saracens at some P- point. Potential, yeah. yeah, Saracens yeah. will win it over the next five years. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. unquestionable. Uh, look, I, I don't mind promotion and relegation in the club game. I don't mind it being fixed, ring fence like it is now, but with a plan. I, I don't like it for in, for international, and I think it takes away too much from the Rugby Europe Championship. The real answer, which nobody wants to dis- discuss, is. How do we make the Rugby Europe Championship a really great competition? Well, I actually think I'll it t- is a great competition. I'll, I'll tell you one way. Because you've talked about this before. You've said rugby is uh, effectively bankrolled by wealthy men. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And what, what's, the, what's the guy who owned Capricorn and used to... Uh, Peter Hans Vild. Peter Hans Vild. Peter Hans Vild. What club is, is he involved with? Uh, it's Stade Francais. Stade Francais. And then another one in Germany. Yes, and he was involved in the German national setup. Mm. Yeah. If there was a legitimate route to the Six Nations and that that top table, then I think you would find more Peter Hans Wild spending money on the German national team 
Oh. Rather that, that than stab Francais. Yeah, that is so a I fair think, point. I think. Yeah, I think you're talking a little bit like the RFU now, who are saying, "Hey, definitely invest in the championship because when you get to the promised land, we you, you <laughs> know you can sell it to um, a group, you know, some international corporation." I also think you're aiming too small. I think that the ultimate aim should be to make all those countries, not just one of them, good enough to go to the Six Nations, but make sure that that whole tournament is of a higher standard. I think slowly. Very slowly, very gradually, it's getting there. I really do. But I think as it improves, as that competition improves, which I do agree with you, but as that competition improves, the 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 weight of opinion is going to only intensify that you need to have a, a an, an ability to to step up. Yeah. Now, but here's the main thrust of my thinking, right? When any team plays Italy at home nobody cares like Wales forgot to give away tickets Scotland have to give away tickets would you go to England Italy in England if Italy I, were I would good do, if Italy were good yes but well yeah if Italy yeah. were if they were good well the, you know they're not but more importantly there's just no history is there there's not a rivalry people go to Rome because it's cool that's, mm, that's it's the, an amazing city yeah that's the draw of Italy being, being in it yeah what is the draw in the Rugby Europe Championship, it's creating their own history and their own rivalries. That's what people love. And you stop removing teams, you stop replacing them, those rivalries go. And I, So I do agree it would be lovely, it would be amazing if you had a rival tournament that got to the same standard. But that is that is a 50-year objective. Maybe it could be a 20-year objective? I don't know. Well, look at the last 20 years for Italy. Yeah, well, they've not And they've well had two professional all. teams. But everybody hates Romania now. You know, that is a, that is a draw in itself. Spain should hate both Romania and Belgium, and they should really hate, really but hate Belgium. I'm, I'm not, I'm not really for the promotion and relegation from the Six Nations, but I, I am actually, I would consider the, um, I can't remember what they called it, but the global season. So having a season long, a year long, or even a two year long ranking system for all of the teams, where there is actually something meaningful for all of those games. But I would want to weave into it, and I don't know how you do it, I'd want to weave into it more Tier 1 versus Tier 2 relevant games. That feels so, like an autumn job, though, doesn't it? it do, yeah, well, so you'd have the Six Nations exactly as it is. You'd then Maybe have the, without Italy. Maybe I'd, I'd, uh, I mean, I'd, I'd keep I, it, because I, I think I'm cautiously optimistic that Italy are still going in the right direction. Because like, you look at Benetton winning the Rainbow Cup... You look at Italy under-20s beating England two weeks ago for the first time ever, and they've been having much, much better results against the other nations over the past few years in the under-20s. You can't keep having good performances in the under-20s and not translate at all to senior performance. And by the way, I I don't think it's a coincidence that um, Conor O'Shea bedded some things in a few years ago and the under-20s are now good. I I would also agree with that. But yeah, I, I think... To do it, you would have you have the Six Nations that that remains unchanged because it is pretty much sacrosanct. It is yeah. one of the biggest, if not the biggest, and one of the best international regular annual competitions in any in any sport. Um, but you combine it with intelligently thought through summer tours plus um, autumn internationals, yeah. where also you do get the opportunity for. Imagine going to see. Um, England or Scotland or Wales or Ireland play in Madrid yes. or Lisbon no, or Bucharest or yeah, any, like, just, just once every four years. This It'd be is amazing. This is the draw, though, is it? This is the draw of Rome. This is the mm. only reason that Italy are popular is because 
yeah. you get to go to Rome. If it was well, in the middle of... Let's also... Why are Italy... <clears throat> maybe Italy are at a point where they need, they're trying to grow the game. Why is it always Rome? Oh, let's have one in Na- Naples as well. Have you ever been to Naples? No, no. thank you. <laughs> really? Ama- amazing pizza. Amazing uh, pizza. I mean, do, do you like crime and ships? <laughs> <laughs> do you like that? Would you prefer to go to Marseille or, Na- or Naples? Do you know, I would say this. <laughs> Marseille is a hellhole. Right? It's the worst place I've ever been to. I've been to Naples twice. And what I like about Naples is it's so edgy. It just feels dangerous. It feels like you're in a, on, you know, on a film set. And what's amazing about it is all the ships sort of park, this is how I remember it at least, astern to the to the dock. And the dock is obviously fenced off because, you know, the mafioso are stealing things from the ships and whatnot. Um, but the, the, the sheer size of these things, so they loom right over the city. And everyone drives, well, basically, you know, the driving is like, it's like nothing you've ever seen. Uh, and then you get onto a ferry and then you go to... Um, the, the the Amalfi Coast. That's why everyone goes to Naples to go through it to get to the Amalfi Coast and eat some pizza. Yeah, and eat some pizza. But it's an edgy town. I'm not sure you'd want to go there for a weekend with a family. Okay. Uh, you might want to go to write a crime novel, but you wouldn't want to go there. To, um, <laughs> no. uh, Rome, Milan would be cool. Yeah, man, man is a pretty cool city. Venice, well, like Treviso, like you should go to Treviso's in the sticks, isn't it? Is it like not in the hillside? Treviso's uh, half an hour away from uh, Venice. 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 Yeah. Uh, did Venice even have a football team? What? Uh, I think so. Is that not Venezia? Could well be. Could well be. Don't know. Anywhere with a fo- anywhere with a football stadium could potentially host the rugby. Turin's very mm. industrial. Not not such a fan of that. No. But, no. Uh, well, cheap to get to. Cheap to get to though. Um, yeah. Okay. Fine. Well, something needs to be done. And I think actually probably Phil's touched on the one thing that can be achieved, which is some well should be able to be achieved but probably won't be which is uh, some agreement on a global calendar for rugby union yeah i think a lot of people are against that but i think if it's done in the right way you can make things work and it's it's not going to be the most prestigious trophy at the end of the day um but it's not going to be the, have the same prestige as winning the um rugby championship or the six nations or the world cup um but it is a way of getting meaningful games and if it's done intelligently you can uh, potentially solve some of the fixture congestion if it's done intelligently about, and also make me- more meaningful games with tier two nations. What about a smaller World Cup? So a World Cup with a lot with a lot few with, a, with far fewer teams. So what the t- tier one World Cup? Something like that, but you know maybe you know, just a bit smaller than it currently is. And then there's only twenty teams, isn't there? It's not the Rugby World Cup's not huge. Well, what about then combining it with on, on the in the same time frame uh, the World Bowl? Well, well, we well, spoke about I, that before. We have spoken about that before. I, I, mean, the, I would the do the World the Cup plate. how they do the sevens weekend. Yes, hundred percent. So yeah, so they split. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking actually a, a whole separate competition with a different different group stage. So Spain, Portugal. Um, well, if Russia don't make the, the main oh, but, then, but then you don't get the odd upset. That is true. Yeah. Although, but I still, but like, like again, the point is, I think it, it's it's a shame that you once every four years this. Global competition where loads of eyes and loads of opportunities, um, and you just turn up if you're Romania and you get humped four times, or you're, you get humped three times. You, you're, compet- you're competitive in one game and then you go home. I guess the losers of those groups could go into a tournament with the with everybody else. So you yeah. kind of have like a tier two of groups, but only for the the top comp. two in each pool go through to one competition. Third and, f- third and fourth place into another, for example. Something like that. So you, you're, you're really talking two lots of 12 teams. So yeah. 24, so you could have 
uh, four pools of three, little yeah. round robin, and then split off. That I think that'd be that'd be awesome because you could have the, all these little games all o- you know, all over the place. So they don't even need to be televised until they get to the knockout stages. So oh, you know what? You still want to televise it? Yeah, I mean, you, you could, I mean I'd, I'd be watching most of it. That's the I, other yeah. thing: is like more, more televised games. Like, like if it was ITV, we'd fine chuck it on ITV Four. If you, yeah, yeah Romania yeah. versus Tonga fine. in the in the AJ Bell. Yeah, because you know, well, they, that, you just have to use the Premiership stadiums or wherever you wherever right. you are, smaller football stadiums. It'd we'll be be, great. Yeah, we'll be doing this in North America. Yes, of course you will. Of course you will. The Hawaii tournament. Yes. There we go. You have the main tournament in America, and then we can have the Hawaii tournament. <laughs> as as for this, well, tell us what you think. Contact TedChasers at gmail.com. As for this Six Nations, now you've had a little fallow week just to sort of reflect and digest. Where's your head at with England, Phil? Um, so I sound like I'm on Love still, Island. Where's, where's your head at? <laughs> <laughs> still, still broadly positive. I think some interesting additions to the... Um, squad, the Fallow Week squad. I don't know if you've seen those this week. So in the backs, mostly stable, but Manu Tuolagi comes in, which I'm not sure if I'd be wanting to play him if I were was Eddie. I'd certainly not throw him in to, at the deep end without more fitness under his belt, but he's always excited. And then in the forwards, um, a couple of additions. So... Joe Launchbury comes in. Yeah, excellent. Nick Ezekwe dropped out, interestingly, and played yeah. this weekend, which I think is maybe a little bit harsh, because um, I, I don't think he's... Other than slightly being out of position for the Darcy Graham break for the Ben White try in the first half of England-Scotland, I don't think he's been bad at all. He's been filling a hole very well. Um, the other two, Tom Pearson. Yes, yeah, I asked Friday. So JB and I watched uh, Worcester batter Bristol on Friday night, which we'll talk about more on the um, the domestic pod. But I asked JB, "What do you know about Tom Pearson?" And the answer was not, not very much. Who does he play for? <laughs> it's like we're doing. You asked me about the Saracens coach. So what position is he? Like <laughs> nothing. I, actually, as soon as you did say he's a, he's a flanker for London Irish, I do remember him having his debut a few weeks ago. I think yeah. his debut a few weeks ago. Yeah, he's not he's not played many games at all, but he's young English flanker. Interestingly, spent a bit of time at Cardiff Met University, who seems to be a very very good breeding ground for England internationals at the moment. Mm. Well, so, so yeah, well, one and the training squad member. Yeah, one and two training squad squad members. Who's who's the other one? So Dombran, Northmore, Pierce, Pearson, and Northmore. What, do, can you know the other Cardiff Mets? Alumni, who is currently captain of a Premiership team. Hmm. There's a nice little trivia question for you. Cardiff Met getting loads of coverage. Today. Yeah. Currently captain of a Premiership team. Is it the London Irish? Uh, the other London Irish flanker. It is not. No, uh, I can't remember his name now. Matt Rogerson. Matt Rogerson. Thank you. Uh, hmm. Who's captain? In- loads of medals. Medals everywhere. <laughs> hmm. No. Uh, oh, hold on. Currently captaining a premiership team. Mako. No. No. Club uh, captain. He's a club captain. Well, Mako is. And has been for a long time. Oh, oh, um, club, club captain. Well, been so for a long time. Exeter hooker. Go on. Jack Yendall. Yendall. Ah, okay. Mm. He came from Cardiff, Matt. I think he might have played at Doncaster or somewhere. I'm sure he played elsewhere. 
mm. in the championship. But definitely the Cardiff Met. So, well, yeah, so well for the England team, I'll just I'll finish this. So Pearson comes in, Laws is apparently fit and ready. Yeah. But Alfie Barber has been retained. So we could possibly see my dream England finishing back row of Simmons, Dombran and Barbary. Simmons, <laughs> Dombran, but yeah, nice. Laws to start and then L- Laws, to the Laws lock. and Curry start. Who I think is fit this week. Laws, yeah, yeah. Certainly there, is. There is, there's been a... Um, captain, who will be captain? Will he keep Tom Laws. Curry as captain? Or, yeah, you shift I th- back I think, to Laws, don't I you? I think Laws would, yeah. would what, if, start if, as captain. Yeah. A world-class eight. An absolute world-class eight. I, I don't mean Don Brandt. Don Brandt could be this guy, but he's not that yet. My word, that England back row is frightening. It's absolutely terrifying. Because C- Courtney's ace, Tom Curry's Tom ace. Tom Curry's amazing. And there's just one more. And do you know who that guy could have been a while back? Could have been Mark, Mark Wilson. Oh, he's never, he never quite big enough to be a world class eight. He just battered things. He just worked so hard. Poor Mark Wilson. I know. Mu- muscle, I think you said it once. Muscle tone of a chimp. Yeah, he really. He, <laughs> I was looking back at. He's one of the best. Best one of the guys in the. I've ne- there's few rugby players have ever been in better shape than Mark Wilson. Oh, the, I was watching it again because obviously the sad news of his retirement this week. But there's a training video from the 2019 oh, World yes. Cup, the the camp ahead of that World Cup, where they're doing a what bike um, yes, test, it. and his arms, the definition on his tricep Incredible. as he's tearing this bike apart. <laughs> Putting the power down is awesome. Yeah, it looks yeah. amazing. We've got I want to watch that now. <laughs> we've, got, we've got this WhatsApp group, right? And in this WhatsApp group, we've got a guy who's really into his health and fitness, really into it. And someone cracked the joke about a picture of Mark Wilson. It's Mark Wilson on, on a bike, gurning because he's working so hard. But it looks like he's gurning at a bottle of water. <laughs> and, um, someone puts on the group uh, as a sort of joke, I can't believe it, they're putting... Um, Seed oil. Seed oil. In bottled water. Water as a caption. And this guy goes, What? That's disgusting. They could only be in America. <laughs> is it that? No, is it it's that? a joke. Is it this one? Oh, yes. yes. I'm watching it now. Yeah. Oh, it's man. awesome. Yeah, and he just, you, you know, he is the sort of guy, he's just. He will leave nothing. No, exactly. No, he'll leave nothing out there. Well, this is the guy who we missed out when we thought of who, who would be Jack Reacher. Yes. It turns out we know who Jack Reacher actually is. It's Lawrence Delalio. No, it literally is. It's based on Lawrence Delalio. Yeah, we, we oh, got, yeah. That's, I have heard that before. Yeah, we got an email. And uh, it was an email, wasn't it? Because Lee Child yeah. or something Grant is his real name. Don't know his um, name. But, but, yeah, Lee Child yeah, so, so the Jack is Reacher, English yeah, so rather than American. the Jack Reacher TV show, which I hadn't seen before last week's discussion. I've now just seen a clip of it. And the guy, the guy is in... Right, so my understanding of Jack Reacher is he's meant to be like a sort of undercover fairly normal bloke but obviously in like there's nothing normal about tough him. no no yeah. no like tough as teak but he's, he doesn't work out all day every day he he won't have time or he's information to, to to be counting calories and supplements and stuff he, he just he goes about his business uh un, sort of undercover and then you know is a tough well he's, a, he's sort of a tough man but whereas the guy on the tv show you would have to work out Three times a day. Don't um, think so, mate. I don't think you've read the books where uh, yeah. he works out every muscle in his body by just digging a pool. I mean, it's, it's, it's in there, mate. It's like a, a condom full of wal- walnuts. Yeah, exactly. Is the line I in mean, the first I book. I think the writer easily covers off he, how he's in that group. Yeah, how, he definitely addresses it. So he he's milit- like a bodybuilder. He's not a, he's not a civilian. He's a military police. He's a military yes. policeman, Tim. Yeah, of course he, he's in that shape. But, he's not a bodybuilder, though. But he doesn't, you're right, he doesn't spend a lot of time in the gym, but he has incredible genetics. 
very, very low subcutaneous fat. Very low. Very low. It's basically yeah. a documentary. I, I do, I do remember one of the early ones because I've I've read most of the Reacher books. They're like a guilty pre- pleasure. One of the early ones where. Um, and you could tell it's written in like the late 90s or early 2000s <laughs> because it's not really backed up by science. But Reacher is planning uh, like a, a night raid at some uh, faculty with the bad guys in it. Sounds right. And he, Sounds about right. he has um, a pizza beforehand because it's the perfect balance of carbs, <laughs> fats and proteins <laughs> for him to do what he needs to do. <laughs> maybe not but, but anyway yeah we, we so got it puts paid to tim's idea that it's not possible it's clearly it's possible. definitely no, but, possible but it's definitely possible but we, we were uh contacted saying is it is actually that the guy who wrote it is a rugby fan yep saw Lawrence delalio play in the period in the 90s when he was dominating that, that time mm. when he when he sort of uh, remember when he scored that try this is appropriate because england's playing wales do you remember that where he picked up from the scrum yeah. and the carried about five men yeah. over the try shane line. williams a uh, flanker and Stephen Jones, it was, I believe. Yeah, definitely Stephen Jones. Mm. Yeah, I, I wonder if you looked at Lawrence Lyon and thought he could definitely solve crimes in the military. <laughs> I've not, so I've not watched the TV program yet. I will get round to it. But one of the main things about Reacher is so he has no possessions, zero. So he has he takes a bank card, he has his boots, which I think he are they Cheneys? They're like famous, uh, famous Northampton brand. They might be Cheneys at mm. their churches um, or Grenson's. But anyway, doesn't matter. So he has those and a bank card. That's pretty much all he has. Every few days, he basically dumps his clothes that he's been wearing in a bin and goes to like a hardware store and buys himself some cargo pants and a t-shirt or a charity shop or a charity shop. Mm. Yeah, and that's it. That's that's what he wears for the next few days. Basically, my life. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> exactly what I do. Quite a cool way to live. I'd I'd like to live like Reacher. Just for, uh, for a just few for, weeks. Well, just town to town solving international crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, he has an awful lot of bad bad luck. That's the only thing I'd say. Yeah, an awful lot. This is true. Wrong, wrong place, wrong time. Anyway, well, or you might argue the right place at the right time. Exactly. Anyway, hopefully, with with his uh, sad retirement, that means, like you say, season two of Reacher, they can get someone in more appropriate, and Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson be, that be per- a perfect Reacher. Yeah. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You would. So, England Wales this this weekend. Oh, I, is what is the one? If you had to pick one fixture from the Six Nations that you look forward to. Above all others. I don't think we can answer that. I don't think I can answer that because historically, previously being Welsh, it's always England Wales. Previously being well, Welsh. Well, yeah, like, nobody cares. So, <laughs> Do you the, not identify as Welsh anymore? Not particularly. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I just don't. Um, the, 
Okay, so think about it this way. The BBC nailed this with their advert once. Uh, have you seen the one where... Yeah, the, one the, that they took, the, the one that they got banned because some people complained, but no. it was absolutely on the money. Yeah, it was it a great really advert. Is. Yeah, and so it was a bunch of um, other fans all saying... England. England, yeah, so England, England. Everybody wants to beat England. Yes. Including France. I mean, well, yeah, France, yeah. England is the big one. Uh, and then you ask the English fans, which is the quintessential Six Nations game. I wonder if English would say France, actually. Wales for me. Probably Wales, I'd say. Would you say? Yeah, it's yeah. just, and it's again going back onto what you said earlier the history, the tradition. That, that's been the one where there's been very significant, meaningful, famous games and edge and niggle. The reason I think Paris, or France, I should say, not Paris, but because I guess Paris is closer than the other two cities in terms of how, how long it takes you to get there from London. England shares a border like half the length of its country with Wales. Yeah, but if you if you live in if you live near Twickenham, you get on the Eurostar. Yeah, this is true. You, you're there in what two and a half hours. Yeah, probably not that dissimilar to get to Cardiff. Yeah, but, uh, but that 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 is a very uh, English media way to look at it. It's like the fact yeah. that there, there were two storms this last week on Tuesday when it was up north. No, I because I was working in London. It was like. Is our news covering the fact there's you know no. power outages in Scotland and stuff and nah, but when, when it affected London, oh, oh my word, my word, yeah, end of the world, yeah, uh, yeah. I I think it's England. I would say it's England France, but I'm not English, so you guys tell me. Mm, it's we're not judging it on this year because if it if it was this year, it was no, the game, last, like, it was the game last week. Ireland v France. I was the most looking forward to, but England if, I, as an England fan, it's England Wales. It's so I would probably say it's no one because it's it's each team. In England, as an England fan, you almost have an expectation that England should be there or thereabouts for winning the Six Nations every year. Okay. So you've got to beat everyone every year. So there's no there's no one game that is more or less important than any others. And actually, England's record over the last few years is probably worst against Scotland. I think historically, the, yeah, the way I look at this is historically. It has to be Wales, because Wales have been the dominant power in rugby from, say, the 60s onwards, haven't they? It wasn't, mm, yeah. it wasn't really Ireland, it wasn't really Scotland. Yeah. There's been, no, been some great Ireland teams. Yeah, I think but ge- more so Wales. Yeah, geographically, also, not quite politically, but you know, the, the history between England and Scotland, not as a game, but as two nations, is quite intense. Yeah. But then as two population centres, it is England-France. That's mm. fair. Yeah, but got to win all the games. Got to win all. Got, got to win them all. Got to win them all. Yeah. You just reminded me of something, Phil, when you said um, in and around there was a, a funny email we had, which I need to find. Hmm. Ah. Oh yeah. Here we go. You just said no. You didn't say in and around. You said there or thereabouts. But the mm. phrase in and around got brought up by. Thomas Mould. And I like this kind of pedantry. He says, uh, whilst we're still in Covidian times, the real dangerous pandemic that's been bubbling away under the surface, firstly heard in football, now encroaching onto into rugby, thanks to the likes of Ben Kay, is the phrase in and around. It infuriates me and has been ever since it was used on your pod a, a f- just a few weeks ago by Phil. Uh-oh. It's a, it's, it's, it's a fair enough saying when it makes sense, but it rarely does in its usage in commentary. I let it slide when it's in and around the ruck, 
as that's logical, but not in and around the referee, for example. The only way that could happen is not suitable for the rugby pitch, nor to be televised. And Phil, how can one team be in and around another in the table? Perhaps <laughs> well, an I'm, unnecessary annoyance, I, I was, one alongside wow. the literally Who, James. Who's in that Ollie Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I like a bit of pedantry. I yeah. was, of course, plotting um, the teams in four dimensions as they, <laughs> as they move up and down and around one another. Wow. And through time and space. Exactly. Precisely. So, yeah, I guess that's you told. You won't be doing that, <laughs> well, yeah. I've and, set the record straight now. Yeah, he has. And, and um, Tom also mentioned, he said another point to discuss. He says there's been recent chat, uh, not least on your pod, about, the, about England's locks and who could have been called up to the squad. Um, and obviously, Launchbury is now back. We talked about George Cruz potentially in the future, mm. but he just highlights that we, we haven't mentioned um, David Ribbons. He's a Saints fan and says, surely Ribbons fits that bill. I think the, t- the tight head lock I don't disagree that we talked at all. about. I think Ribbons is an excellent player. You know, he has been in a squad a few years ago, or at least in a yeah. training squad. Not sure if he ever made it to a full full like squad. England have had a good look at all the Northampton locks and don't like any of them. Yeah, now... With ribbons, I, so I like him. Yeah, I do as big, well. Big, strong boy, carries well. He is a had, had a good, certainly a couple of years ago, had a good try scoring rate. There's just there's something about the JB Bath logic, which is that that Northampton pack is not really performing well enough they don't like to to, bang, do they? to justify being talked about in selection, with the exception of Big Courts and Ludlam, I'd say. Well, on, that, on that basis, someone who I, I will say has been having an outstanding season in a team that's top of the table, Harry Wells, very good. Yeah, yeah. Wells was has looked good. Well, yeah. Leicester, I mean, you just pick any of their second rows. I think all their second rows or people... Second rows or back rows. Yeah, are doing excellent. But it's yeah. a good point. Um, and yeah. also, also one final point from Tom, uh, who just points says he was an early adopter to Negroni's after a, a summer a, a, travelling across Europe in uh, 2008. 2008, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's a very early adopter. And he says he has a friend um, who has this mantra uh, when it came to introducing him to the Negroni. He says, he said, and I think you'll, you'll appreciate this, the first sip, you hate it. The second sip is bearable by the third you in love it. That's probably about true. I mean, it's taking me, it's, it took me a decade to get into them. <laughs> I, I want... I need to find something that is as more of a disgusting kick than a Negroni. Yeah, I, I, I mean, shelve it really. I love the Negroni. It's 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 almost too palatable for me now. Yeah, <laughs> hyper palatable. It's the um, desensitized. It's, yeah, it's the alcohol version of Stockholm syndrome. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Tequila's the one for me. I, I, I'm sure there's probably some expensive tequila which actually oh, yeah. tastes quite nice, but I cannot stand uh, the stuff. So I I do I love. Uh, yeah, I love a margarita. I really, really enjoy. Maybe that's what we'll margarita. do on uh, maybe one Patreon podcast. We'll, we'll buy you some tequilas and we'll see if we can mm. make you some tequila-based drinks, which you'll yeah. enjoy. What's the expensive Patron? Patron's yeah. pretty expensive. Yeah, and the, is that the is, Rock's got a, a an involvement in now, one of them, hasn't he? Is Patron based on? No, sorry. Is, I, I know what you're going to say because that's what yeah. they called. I think that's just a word for father, isn't it? Got no idea. So that's what they called. Um, what's his face? Uh, Cartel owner, Narcos guy, the main guy. What's his name? Oh man, hippos, hippos. Um, um, the guy who owned all the hippos in Colombia. Yeah, I know. yes. What's um, his name? Escobar. Oh, Pablo, Pablo. Escobar. Yes. Pablo Escobar. They called him Patron. Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? 
So I thought, I thought, is Patron not the inspiration for the storyline in, um, oh, what's it called? The show. Oh, with, oh, oh, with the, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, one. yeah. The, the, basically, Sex in the City for the men. For men. For men. Uh, Entourage. Entourage. Can't I remember the names <laughs> yeah. and stuff? I, I thought that was, I thought it's that like was we're playing a game of uh, Taboo. Yeah. Anyway, England, anyway, <laughs> Wales. Yes. Uh, okay, let's get into it. Yeah, 46 minutes in. Let's get into that. Uh, so, I'm going to it. Oh, yeah. What? I'm going to be at Twickenham. Oh, you're going on Lads and Dads? Yes. Taking although your dad. There are Wonderful. fewer and fewer dads. I'm taking Jack Goring as my dad. Fair enough. He's basically like basically, my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Wonderful. old enough to be my dad. So, are you going to uh, drink relentlessly until you vomit on a child? I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of taking my own child there. To, I mean, not my, you know, not the one that I have, but like. I mean, that would be the him. responsible thing to do. Take your own child. Take yeah. Thomas along so you can take, vomit on him. Well, or, or take an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> take a child, child out of care. That would be, be ideal. Make a wish foundation. <laughs> would you like to watch the game? Strings attached. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I honestly think, well, on paper, England should absolutely smoke whales. But I do wonder if Wales make this into an absolute street fight, like they often do. Drag the will, they'll down. Drag it. It, they'll, they will not give up fighting. There will be one score in it until the last five or ten minutes, and Wales will have a shot. Now, they, England, they England have will. to. England have to blow them away. Yeah, I agree with that. But got to score. Can, if the conditions are bad, which is given the last few days, it's likely that the conditions will not be amazing then Wales are exactly the kind of team that will make it really difficult. They're brilliant at making it difficult for the opposition. They did it incredibly well to Scotland, who, were, again, were the better team on paper last week. You were at Twickenham, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I suspect it's going to be a large England win. I suspect. I just can't... No, I, I, no it's not going to be large. It won't be large. I think England should, and I believe will win, but I don't think it will be a large Even, even was it two, three years ago... Two or three years ago, England, Wales, where England were 17 points up with about 15 minutes to go. They only won by three points at the end because Wales scored two tries to make it incredibly interesting for the last few minutes. Yeah. They just know how to stay in the fight. Well, they did in the Gatland. I'm just not sure about this version of them. And yes, they are champions. Well, look at the look at the Ireland game. I think we're going to see a repeat of Ireland. I hope so. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, Are there any Friday night Six Nations games this year? It's normally a Wales game. Yeah, normally a Wales home game. But uh, so, so England is the tea time evening kickoff, which is good. Mm. Um, Because well, that's good as well. Because I'm I'm thinking I might go to Doncaster this this weekend. We'll talk about that on the domestic pod. But anyway, Uh, okay. So, uh, do you which changes do you think England are going to show up with? Launch break will go into the lock. Go in at lock. And will make a massive difference. Laws will go in, in at six. Will make a massive difference. That those two there, that's huge. There's huge. Who who starts at eight? Because we've had Don Brandt and Simmons both start. Because you've got because you've got laws. I think you can have either. You don't have to worry about. I I think I would still go Don Brandt. I go Don Brandt. Uh, and I would have Simmons on the bench. Yeah, I probably would do that. I'd I'd like to see a six-two split on the bench. Oh, yeah, I'd like that. to see Barbary. Yes, on the bench. I love, agree. Love to see that. Let's find out if you can do it. See Barbary and Chesham and someone else. Doesn't matter who. And it will still be. Uh, it will be 
Is Cowan Dickey back available? Or is he... Well, he played uh, last week. He was on the bench last week. They, they just rotated. Oh, he, did, okay. he did come on, even though it folded in half by himself yeah. and the okay, so it'll be, pitch. It'll be Cowan Dickey back into hooker. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, again, back, back line, I, I don't want to start to Alangi. I think he might. I agree with that. I don't want to, but I think he might. I, I uh, want him to go with Slade. I think Slade needs more and more time just to grow into the 12 jersey. He's uh, definitely the 12 England wants and need. I agree with that. I'd like. I was a bit disappointed that Noel didn't get more time. I know it's through um, yeah. injury in the last game, but I want I want Noel to get more time. I'm happy with Malins on one wing as long as you've got a kind of an out and out winger. Um, I know Noel can play in other positions, but he is primarily a winger rather than Marchant, who is primarily a thirteen, moved onto the wing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think England. I don't. I know they're obsessed by flex, flexibility of players. But I think they need just to go with specialists. I think the people who play it's, in those positions should go in those positions now. It's a... I, I don't mind the balance. I think the balance was wrong. And I said this two weeks ago. The balance was wrong in the Scotland game. There were too many players, too many generalists playing in not their primary position. Yeah. Like, um, well, it was Slade, 12, not 13. Daly, 13, not... I don't know. Wing, maybe thirteen is his best position. He's played more f- for a fullback, and then Marchant on the wing. That's going to be the interesting selection. He picked Daly before uh, in the centre, and Marchant on the wing. Like I say, what will he do with the twelve thirteen shirt and the nine jersey as well? What would you do at nine? I'd I'd, I'd go Randall. I just oh, not Raph. I just Raph is he's not he's not been retained. He could come back into I the squad. Been, I thought he'd come back. He might. He might. He will. He probably will have gone back. But he wasn't retained in the twenty-five. Yeah. So, I, so twenty-five were retained. I was reading that as that will be the travelling squad. Uh, okay. I could be wrong on that. Um, I'd I'd love to see Raf. Love to see Raf and Randall. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Broughton Parks, Rafi Quirk. I'd mm. love to see Danny Care, but that's not happening. Yeah, I'd, I'd like yeah, to see that as well. That but it's not happening. That is definitely not happening. Hundred percent not going to happen. I'd love to see Ben Spencer, but um, well, one he plays for Bath and two Owen Farrell hates him. We all know this. Uh, The earlier game on Saturday is Scotland France. Mm. Will Scotland be hoping for terrible conditions in Edinburgh, or will they be hoping for good conditions? I I don't know. I think they really fancy this. They they beat France in Paris uh, last season or the season before. France. It would be the most Scotland thing to beat England and France than lose to Wales and Italy. I think. Yeah. Do you know? I think if you go and attack France. Up front with big powerful forwards, you could get a hiding, and I think that's exactly what Ireland started uh, doing. I think that Scotland are going to take a different approach to this. They're going to be throwing the ball around. They're going to look to attack. Yeah, even last year when Finn Russell went off the field with a yellow card, they sort of somehow pulled through, and that was in France, was it? Yeah, not? They, they won that the late game, the last game of the tournament. I, I think they are game. equipped to win this. I mean, I can't tell you how they're going to do it, and I couldn't coach them to do it, and I don't think there's a game plan other than, Finn, go on boys, best of luck. Finn Russell plus that back three is just yeah. electric. Yeah. That's they, why I think I think they actually need good conditions to open up a little bit, because I think if it's turgid, if it's... Was it not raining last time, though? I think it was, it, it was in Paris. Yeah, it yeah, was. And actually, sorry, Finn so Russell played a very smart game, but um, they're without uh, Vegas in the number eight. And Jamie Ritchie, uh, yeah, that's a big and loss. And Jamie Ritchie, that is, that's, that that is, is a big loss. Yeah, 
They've got Josh Bayliss who can come into the matchday squad. We'll talk about his try uh, in in the domestic pod. Yeah, we can talk about how rubbish Bath are with so many good players. How 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 many good players can you have and still be rubbish? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they were less rubbish this week. Yeah, they're still rubbish though. Aren't they? Domestic yeah. pod, uh, but yes, you're but right. I I do worry about uh, you talk about France's like France's back row pack generally. I that's the one area I worry, and I think Scotland will be hoping for better conditions. Hope they get all the storms and rain out the way this week. And let them open up a bit, open their legs, get mm. iron, get iron do. Yeah, I think they're going to be very worried about Francis Pack. Everyone should be very worried about Francis Pack. <sighs> Who knows? I, I, I honestly don't. don't, don't. I, I don't know how this will pan out. On paper, it should definitely be France. It should be France at a canter, but history suggests otherwise. No, there's no away game in the Six Nations that's at a canter except away in Italy. And <laughs> so I think it'll be France by eight. Come on, Scott! I'm going to say Scotland by three. I feel it's going come to be Scotland. on, come on, Scotland! I, I want France to win. So I'm going to I love, oh, I'd love it. It's Scotland. Yeah, no France. one's no one's unbeaten. The tournament is wide open. Oh, that'd be awesome! Uh, and there, there is just to answer your question from before, Tim. Uh, the f- the following game week, uh, which is a week breakaway on the 11th of March, that is a Friday night game: Wales versus France. Ooh. DJ Spoony, get your get your yeah. decks fired up. Yeah. So yeah. So. Oh, by the way, just a quick shout out. In four weeks' time, we are going to be going to Portugal versus Russia. 19th, 18th, 19th of March. Yeah, if you want to come, people have already emailed us. We haven't got back because we're rude. Yes. Now, tickets are actually available and they are not the easiest thing to buy, unsurprisingly. So you have to go. Let me me get this up because I've. um, I had to take a little screenshot to remind myself how I did it. Where are we? So glad you do these things. I'm never doing it. So, you need to go to FP Rugby, which is the Federation of Portuguese Rugby. So, if you Google that, FP Rugby, then there is seemingly no way to buy tickets (laughs) unless you go to their online shop where you can buy shirts and shorts and mugs. Mm -hmm. And within there, there is a section for match tickets. How do you find this out? Because I was searching this website for so long. In Portuguese? uh, No, obviously Google Translate. Okay. Um, And in there, the the tricky thing that you need to do is, under parents, it translates, I assume this is country, but it translates country into parents. (laughs) There There is no England, there is no Great Britain, there is no United Kingdom. You need to find Reino Unido which is Portuguese for United Kingdom. So and otherwise, it w- oh, and then, after you've done that, contribu- contributor needs to be foreign. So, what? So go to the FPR Rugby, go to the shop, find the ticket section, go to Portugal versus Russia, and then parents is Reno Unido and contributor is foreign. And it will then allow you to buy tickets for €10 Euros per person. And you can then download it as a PDF. Uh, did, you, did you ever apply to Krypton Factor? <laughs> <laughs> I used to love Krypton. When I was a kid, I really fancied Krypton Factor. Oh, I, always, I always wanted to do the uh, assault course, which is yeah. somewhere in Yorkshire, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's somewhere in Northern England. Yeah. West Yorkshire. It's still there. Is it? People do it a lot for like corporate days. Oh, awesome. Maybe we should have been a case of corporate some pretty cool music. Dun, 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 yeah, I remember. I loved Krypton Factor. Gordon Burns, wasn't it? So, so we're yes, all, it was. are we all seeing England? 
We're saying Tim, you're saying France. JB and I are saying Scotland yeah. with our fingers crossed. And, and we don't even <sighs> and need to talk about a Sunday, do we? Not really. I don't know what we'll learn from that. Big win, big win for Ireland. And that'll be it. That'll be it. Yes. So if our predictions come true with Scotland winning, what does that do do for the overall tournament? Uh, well, it means there are no unbeaten teams. Crucially, so yes. So everyone, everyone's in, everyone's in it except for Italy. If if it goes our way, um, so then no, Fr- France, England, and Ireland would all be on. Uh, France, England, Ireland, and Scotland would all be on two wins. Wales would only be on one. But yeah. whoever wins England, so a loss for England would be devastating. It would be. Yeah. yeah, we can't contemplate that. And, it's, and come on, it won't happen. It could happen. It if it does happen, happen, I'll be very smug. Um, <laughs> That's what I was doing then. Yeah. yeah. Great stuff. Do you remember what other rounds do you remember? I can hardly remember any of it. There's one with the shapes. You had to put the shapes into... Uh, like a puzzle, yeah. Yeah. And there, there was there was the flight simulator. Of course. <laughs> and there yeah. wasn't there like a one way, it was like a murder mystery type thing. You had to spot the clues and then they ask you <laughs> questions and it tests your memory and recall. Oh. It's probably on Challenge TV or something. Yeah, but... I switch. I, I switch off after Takeshi's Castle, so I'd never get that far. <laughs> Takeshi's Castle is wonderful on YouTube because you just get all the all the best bits. All the best yeah, bits, yeah. In a all killer, no filler. Like, that used to yeah. be quite good when you come home from the pub, at, like a bit steaming, and Takeshi's Castle was on when you while you ate your so pizza. Do they say they say don't they that like you should laugh for twenty minutes a day, and you know it ended up being a little bit psychotic. People would laugh in front of the mirror for 20 minutes a day. Or, or, or that, was <laughs> that, a, that really is psychotic. Yeah, that, that, that was if anyone's thing. doing that. That was a thing in the, in the, early, t- in the early 2000s. I find of course, it, in 2022, people can just listen to our podcast. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, I find Takeshi's Castle highlights a little bit like watching treadmill fails. Like, I, I don't want to cry with laughter, but it only takes about like, two minutes and then, and then I'm in. And then I'm completely in. Uh, well, it's the one, um, sometimes you just reminded me, Elg Intensity, and it's a YouTube channel that just looks at te- like people obviously sending videos of people with the worst technique in the gym, oh, or I using machines how they shouldn't be used. I used and- to, yeah, I, I've been guilty of filming people in the gym with uh, doing some incredible stuff, but you just got to be careful not to get caught. Yeah, that is one of the good things and bad things about going to Globo gyms is just watching other people. That's yeah, amazing, isn't it? I like to count in my head when someone's doing like quarter reps. I count in my head zero 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 zero, zero. 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 Yeah. <laughs> or they do like a bicep curl let's say or it's always bicep full curls, body bicep curls full, full, exactly full body bicep curls with a full rip of the whole back yeah legs getting I mean, it's involved, doing something isn't it and then jerk and twist your back and then finish with a little bit of an arm at the end I saw a manoeuvre on YouTube the other day and it's impressive but it's stupid of a guy Reverse deadlifting. So imagine I've stepped over the bar. The bo- yeah, the bar's behind your back. The bar is behind what? my back on the floor. And so, yeah, it's against, it up it's your, against your Achilles, basically, yeah, yeah. It's a, as so a starting point. Up, up his Achilles, and he sort of wrestles this heavy bar up to his back, <laughs> and it sort of works it to his shoulders. <laughs> How's he working? What way do his arms bend uh, to work like, it to his shoulders? Weight. It's not a small weight. And at one point, it's sort of going... So it's going <laughs> over his shoulder... Uh, kind of like a helicopter type, type of thing and he sort of rotates it around and gets it down and gets it it's a big old weight it must be well over 100, 100 kilograms what like this big Russian guy wow yeah so I'm going to do reps of that on, uh, 
<laughs> another one. Another, another one. This is this is silly because I'm sure I have shit technique with some things. In fact, if anyone watches me doing a snatch, Jesus, I'm, <laughs> I'm terrible. Uh, but uh, I do the zero thing as well. Zero, zero, yeah. zero. Uh, but also just just a little meow when I see a cat back. Doing a deadlift, <laughs> cat back deadlift. Worse. I just feel bad for. I was, you're gonna, I know. you're gonna be like, you're gonna be one of those guys in your fifties who can't get out of bed. Yeah, you're just gonna injure yourself. It's yeah. worth it. Though. Never gonna train again. It's all worth it. Yeah, yeah. For the selfies in the squat rack. Yeah, we don't need to talk about Ireland, Italy. Ireland will change up a few players. They'll look great. I'm sure they'll look yeah. awesome. Uh, and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ronan Keller has out. So she, your, your boy Sheehan. Just yeah, really, quick. really enjoyed him. I thought he had a great game against France. Just a quick one. When is the perfect time to play Italy? The penultimate week. Penultimate, yeah. So you get a, get a break. Well, it's it, you're chasing a grand slam because well, you always get. So it's it's always the two games break, one game break, two games. You're right. It's, it is penultimate so penultimate week, is, is the. That's that's when you want a bit of form, score some nice tries. And then go and beat a big team. Then, yeah, get geared up to beat a big come team. come out big, yeah, go massive on two uh, on two rounds, uh, three rounds, and then you can take stock. Where are we at? All right, we've got a big run in now. We've got, a warm, we've got our like, warm-up game. So to I assume Wales have Italy the week after next. They must do. Uh, oh, no. unless, uh, yeah, they will do. And if they so if they beat England, oh no no Wales of Italy final week final week right yeah, that's what it's you're Wales France final week, week is interesting because if it comes on to points difference you get the spectacle well, yeah. of Italy versus Wales like they did a few years ago when George North was desperately trying to get eight tries or something yeah well that was there was one five years ago when it or six years ago when it was Wales Italy I think yeah first and game. then Wales Wales had to score. Uh, points difference of plus forty to go into the lead, and yeah, they did exactly it. Was that the year before Madrid? A uh, year before Bucharest? Might was that have in been. Bucharest? No, no. no Bucharest was, was the hundred, was... the hundred minute match. France, yes. France yeah. Wales. So I did yeah. this because I was playing Vale of Loon at the time, and I was watching Wales versus Italy in the change room on Dave Hamby's mm. phone. So, and then it was, I, yeah. And then I think it was Ireland Scotland, and Ireland had to win by thirty points. Yeah, that's it. And then it was England France, and England had to win by twenty that's points, it, and England yeah. won by fifteen. Which I think meant yes. Ireland won the tournament. Correct. I think. Correct. That was a hell of a yeah. weekend. That was. Yeah, hell. that so was that a super Saturday. That was the only weekend that Italy is relevant. It when points difference comes into it on the final weekend. Mm. I had a lot of people get in touch, by the way, and so thank you very much for the people who said. And I can't believe I've never known this. I'm a, a rugby fan, and I remember I remember watching Five Nations, and love the Six Nations, the rugbyest time of the year, and I've never clocked that England either play all the teams in blue at home. Or all the teams in blue away. Away, yeah. I never, I never clocked that. I, I, neither had I. <laughs> no, I'd never heard it before. But if, yeah, a few people have been in touch. Yeah, so thank you that. very much. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so apologies, Island fans. Um, oh yeah, I just well, uh, speaking of Island fans, Mr. Doyle. Yes. Veteran of two tier two tours. Uh, long-suffering listener. He, and incredible lungs, and incredible pipes, incredible pi- pair of pipes. Uh, he just he just came back, and so we'll just finish just to go full circle and see if you change your mind. He says, uh, "Hi Tim, JB, and Phil. I don't want to see Italian rugby sacrificed on the altar of the money men, but I'm not against adding the box to make it a Seven Nations, three home, three away games, and a rest week. What's your take? Uh, you heard us at the start. I think 
let's get the global calendar. If if I can draw some consensus together, let, get the global calendar sorted. Mm-hmm. Then we can discuss about what happens next. I wouldn't be against uh, an up down. I'm I am totally against South Africa. Actually, I'm going to say that I I do not want South Africa in the Six Nations. I do not want a Seven Nations with South Africa. No, no, I'm not interested. I don't. I I prefer it with the history that you've got with the rugby championship, um, which I think works well, and the Six Nations. I do recognise the time zone and the uh, the rugby mad population and the finances that could get in. I do get that. Yeah, it could well swing it, but I, I prefer to keep things. But it's the global calendar now. The, the global calendar, you've got to do it. There are so I don't I don't think it will ever be done. It certainly is an unbelievable challenge to get the global calendar agreed just because you've got so many conflicting interests and it's not like there is um, enormous sums of money sloshing around like there is in some other sports like NFL and football for example or Formula 1 there's not that kind of money that can dictate things but I I hope we can get there but I'm just not optimistic that we will Agreed Well thank you very much for listening to this we'll have another podcast in your feed so hit subscribe Tell you mates, support us at patreon.com forward slash eggchasers. Email us, contact eggchasers at gmail.com. Enjoy the rugby and let the boys play. Let the boys play. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.